Dinner Time with Dr. Joseph Rice. Verses 22. Verses 22 and through 26. And he cometh to Bethsaida, and they bring the blind man unto him and besought him to touch him. And he took the blind man by the hand and led him out of the town. And when he had spat on his eyes, put his hands upon him, he asked him what he saw. And he looked up and said, I see men as trees walking. After that, he put his hand again upon his eyes and made him look up, and he was restored, and saw every man clearly. And he sent him away to his house, saying, Neither go into the town, nor tell it to any in the town. Okay. Just for a moment, I want to talk from the message entitled, I See Different Now. Tell somebody, I see different now. My brothers and sisters, let me declare this unto you on the word of God that this is important for us to understand talking about me. That there was a time in my life to where I thought that speaking in tongues was uh, not a sort of a godly thing. I believe that as I got bigger, that uh, that it didn't take a whole lot of shouting and a whole lot of uh, running around and things of that nature to praise God. Uh, growing up, I was taught and I believed for a while that sisterhood was not a place for them in the church house. I believe that that there was a problem with the woman that shouted the same time every Sunday on the same song. I believe that that was a problem and I began to really emphasize that in my life. Me, I thought it was something that was uh, not godly-like about walking peace. And then God began to deal with me. And he said to me, he said, listen, Rice, you've got to be careful how you judge folk. And I said, God, what are you talking about? He said, you've got to be careful how you judge folk due to the fact that some people have been through a lot of stuff in their life and said that, that and the reason that they act like they act is not for a put on but when they think about where God has brought them from that it makes them act 
that way. And my brothers, I thought about this thing because is it anybody here that, that, that can really witness with me that there are some things in life that you didn't understand until you begin to experience and go through some stuff? Oh, Y'all ain't hearing me. And so when I when I was a part in my life to where I, I, I didn't have a place to live, I, I understood now why people shout like they do. Because when I needed somebody to help me, there was nobody there but the Lord. I, I got anybody in the house right now that can really say that was some stuff I didn't believe in until I experienced some stuff and I found myself doing some stuff that I normally wouldn't do. I got anybody in the house that can just lift your hand and say that because of what God has brought me through, that I see things differently now. And so in my perspective, that it's okay that if you feel like shouting, you ought to go ahead on and shout. Because what I've learned is everybody ain't never there when you need them, but God has always stood by my side. I got anybody in the text that can say God has always stood by my side when nobody else was there to take care of me, to hold me, to rock me, wipe my tears, tell me that everything was all right, that God showed up. Y'all might as well come on have church. I'm going to have it by myself. And if you want to be cute, dignified, and sit there like you don't know the Lord, you go ahead. But for those of us can say, when I look back over my life and see where God has brought me from, my soul cries out. I wish I had a few of y'all that your soul going to cry out. All about I see differently now. Yeah, yeah. I see what'll make you speak in tongues. Oh, yeah. When folk lie on you and you ain't done nothing to them. Yeah. I see what'll make you throw your hands up. When all you try to do good and seem like evil is always present. I, I see what'll make you say, thank you, Jesus, when you lose a loved one that's unexpectedly and you don't know how to get life back on track. I can see what'll make you feel like you do when the people you help are the ones turning back on you. I can see what'll make you shout. I can see what'll make you run. My auntie used to sing a song said, you know it'll make you move. It'll make you shout. It'll make you cry when it's real. She said, I got my hand in the winding chain. And I'm, I'm, is it anybody here? And I'm going to get to the text. But I feel kind of preachy in here this morning. Is it anybody here that's got your hand in the winding chain? And you refuse to let go of the winding chain. You want to look at somebody and say, I'm holding on. I wish all my shadows was up front. I could really do this. Listen, I hate to see dead folk up front. Listen, I'm being real. You're going to set up. Usually the folk that sit in the front of the concert is the ones that's going to praise with the artists. Y'all ain't hearing what I'm saying. If you're going to set up front up here, then when we say the name Jesus, your hand ought to go up automatically because you realize that God has been good to you. I know some folk in here can witness with me. God's been good to you. I was just talking to Sister Sutton, and we were talking about the goodness of the Lord. Talking about how God has been good to us. Is anybody out here can say God has been good to me? Look at somebody and ask them, has God been good to you? Look at somebody else, I'm going to preach. Ask them, has God been good to Off the ship, let me get to the text. He gets off the ship. 
right? He gets that off of the ship and he, he goes to Bethsaida. And they bring to him a blind man. All right. They bring to him a blind man. You know, it's good to know that you still got a few people in the world that know what to take people to. Okay. The first thing about the text is that I'm grateful about is that they brought the blind man to the right man. They said they brought him to Jesus. And then the text says that when they brought him to Jesus, Jesus took him away from them. Y'all ain't hearing me. When they brought him to Jesus, then Jesus took him from them. And it's a funny thing because what do you do when the people that's trying to help you get a blessing is the cause of you not getting your blessing? Y'all ain't hearing me. There are some folk that are patting you on the back and at the same time hindering you from getting what God has for you. Jesus takes this man from the town that he was in. And he brings this man away from his friends, which lets you know that sometime in life, in order for God to give you what he got to give you, he got to remove you from who you are right. Y'all let him. That, that's, maybe, maybe that's, maybe, maybe that's why your friends ain't calling you now. Maybe that's why some of your family don't deal with you now. Maybe that's why you lost your job now, because God is trying to separate you so he can bless you. Elpicilia means to be called out. That means to be blessed. And every now and then, to receive the blessings of God, God has to call you out from the people you're hanging with. Somebody ought to hear me. God has to call you from the very spot where you like being. And God says, if you want my blessings on your life, yeah. Then you got to move from the folks that you like. Let me say that again. If you want my blessings yeah. on your life, yeah. God said you got to move from some of the folk that you like. Yeah. God said, maybe it ain't me, maybe it's just your surroundings. Uh, he takes him out of town. Yeah. I ain't going to be about five minutes, I'm done. On, he, the, the Bible says that he spits on the man. All right, come on now. Now, wait a minute, Jesus. If you ever want to get a fight started, y'all ain't talking to me. Just spit on me. And if it's one thing I can't tolerate, is somebody spitting on me. Y'all have talked to me. The Bible says that when Jesus gets him away from his friends, now I gotta say this, Joe, because I don't want to get ahead of myself, but it's funny. The Bible says, your text says, that Jesus took him by the hand and led him out of town. God, why would you take him by the hanging and lead him out of town? God said, I'm trying to show you what walking by faith and not by sight really looks like. Somebody ought to holler at you. I wish I had some help up in here. And maybe we would get farther, Pastor, if we learned how to walk by faith and not by sight. In other words, I don't have to see it to believe that it's done. How many of y'all got some stuff you ain't seen but you know it's coming? Now, come on, somebody ought to holler at me. How many of y'all can say what Shirley Caesar say, I'm next in line for my blessing and my... If I got about 20 of y'all that can just lift your hand and say, I'm next in line for my blessing, it may not look like it, it may not feel like it, 
that question again, and I'm going to get back to the text. How many of y'all can see your miracle and your blessing already? Uh, y'all ain't hear me. I told y'all the story about me being a little boy at the popsicle truck. I told y'all about that, how the popsicle truck was on the other street. But I had to be. And my sister said, what you jumping for? I said, Jacket, the popsicle truck. It's him. And she said, I don't see no popsicle truck. I said, I know you can't see it, but I can already hear it. It's on the other street. And I got excited and started jumping around because I knew it wasn't so long that the popsicle truck was coming down. My, I could hear the back. I wish somebody right now could just be like me as a little boy and say, I don't see it. I, I know you don't see it, but I hear it because I heard God say that you need all you got to do is ask and I'm gonna give it to you if it is anybody else can you hear the popsicle truck what lead him yeah I hear it right alright he leads him and he spits in his eye yeah yeah Jesus Leviticus says that if somebody discharge on you, All right. that you are unclean yeah. and you are rejected. Yeah. All right. yes, Lord. And you have to be washed. Uh-huh. I'm going to say it again. Yes. It says that if anybody discharge spit on you, uh-huh. it says that you are unclean yeah. Yeah. and you are rejected. Tell somebody, if anybody spit on you, Leviticus says that you're unclean and you are rejected. And I say to myself, God, the text says that you spit on him. God said, hold up, wait a minute. I said, God, what am I waiting for? He said, go back and read it again. God said, yeah, I spit on him. And I know that it means that you are unclean and rejected. Yeah. He said, but I didn't spit on him. I spit in his eyes. Y'all won't miss it. I didn't spit on him, but I spit on the blindness. Yeah, because the blindness have to be rejected. Y'all ain't hearing me. And I wish I had some left right there. And it, and, it, and it had to be clean. Y'all ain't hearing me. And it had to be took away. I didn't spit on him. Yeah, but I spit on his blindness. And when I got to thinking about it, how many of y'all just like me asking God, God, come spit on some stuff in my life. Yeah, that's some stuff in my life. I need you to spit on that. That's some stuff that I need you to get out. That's some stuff that I, anybody in here got some stuff in your life that you need God to clean up. Can you just holler, God, come spit on me a little while. Oh, y'all ain't talking to me. Say, God, spit on me for a while. God said, God said, I, I spit in his eyes. And spit on him. I spit what was troubling him. I spit on that. God said, I can make sickness hear my voice. Oh, you're powerful, God. And some don't have senses can obey me. How many of y'all need him to spit on you right now? Anybody need him to spit on your finances? <laughs> spit on that sickness you got. I spit, spit on some friends you got. I know y'all quiet now. Spit on some family members you got. Reject him. Get them out of my way, y'all. Anybody in here? I, I want him to spit on my way, yeah. So it's 
spit on him in his eye. Then he laid hands on him. <laughs> and when he laid hands on him, he come back and ask him, what do you see? And I see the man said, I see men that look like trees. And I got to thinking, what do you really do when God leaves you in a bleary situation? What do you do when God shows you stuff but don't show it all to you? How do you act when you ask God a question and God semi-answers you? Is it anybody here that has ever been in a bleary situation to where you sin but you can't make out what it is? Uh, they're good folk but it's just something that I can't quite get a grip on it right now. Has anybody ever been in a bleary condition in your life. Listen, and it's an amazing thing because watch this. The text said that the man said, I see trees. Yeah. And I got to thinking, God, why in the world would you leave them blurry seeing trees? And God said, notice there's an S because it's more than one tree. God said, I wanted him to see the trees. He said, first of all, I want to show them the tree that they messed up on. And that's the tree in the garden where they, where they ate of the fruit that I told them not to. He said, that tree brought him sin. That tree brought him death. He said, but I wanted him to see the other tree to where I died for him when I hung on Mount Calvary's hill and they stretched me wide on the tree. And where I said, all power is in heaven and earth in the palm of my hand. He said, he saw two trees. One tree was death, the other tree was life. I wanted him to see that even when you mess up, I'm a god of a second chance. So I had to let him see trees. I had to let him see his messes. I had to let him see his hangups. I had to let him see his darkness because darkness will lead into life if you get behind me. Is there anybody here that has ever seen two trees? You know what you done done was wrong, but thank God for God that God just didn't let that be the only tree. That he showed you another tree that said you got life and life more abundantly. Anybody here? So I see. I see. I see. I see trees. I see me looking like trees. Uh, uh, one tree is around water, another tree is secluded in blood. I see a tree. Yeah, I see it. The one tree that the thieves hung on and the middle tree that you hung on, I, I see it. God, thank you for a second chance. The Bible says that then he laid hands on him again, but I, I had a problem with the text and I got five minutes, I got to get out of here. I had a problem with the text because it was almost like Jesus didn't think he had power to heal him. Jesus said, what you see? As if to say, I got to make sure that I'm still dialed in. It, it, it seemed like Jesus was saying, I'm not for sure if I'm going to do this one or not. I got to see. Well, what? Tell me, man, what you see. It's like when you're unsure of making Kool-Aid, because back at my house, when I was growing up, I was a Kool-Aid maker. And I would make Kool-Aid and put sugar in it. And I take some to my brothers and sisters and ask them, how does it taste? Uh, Y'all ain't hearing me. Because I wanted to see if the taste satisfied them. It's almost to say Jesus was doing that. Listen, is your eyesight all right? 
All right, come on now. A am I making you happy now? Yeah. Is everything good? The man said, I'm, I'm seeing blurry, Lord. And the Lord, he, he, he touches him, lays hands on him. Yeah. All right. Again. Yeah. All right. And then the Lord lays his hands on him. And the text says that the man saw every man right. clearly. Yeah. It is to say that if you got God in your life, yeah. that you can see every Man, clear. Verse 26 says, and he sent him away to his house. Now, now first of all, two things I want to tell you, then the rice got to go. Evidently, the man had sight before. Because how you going to know what trees and men look like if you've never seen before? So God does not heal his blindness. He restores uh, his blindness. How y'all ain't hearing what I'm saying? And then you know what I come to learn is I, I got to get out of here. I got to get out of here, pumpkin. I, I got to get out of here. Uh, it's what I come to learn is that we serve a God that will restore things. I, I got anybody in here that God has restored some stuff in your life? He tells him now, don't go back to Bethsaida. Don't go back there because they don't mean you any good and don't tell anybody what I done done for you. But I, I got to tell you, I can't help but to tell somebody. I know the songwriter said, said I wasn't going to tell nobody. My brothers and sisters, but I found out I couldn't keep it to myself. And, and what is it, right? You can't keep to yourself. I can't keep to myself about how good God has been to me. Yes, is it anybody in here that you thought about it? You wasn't going to tell nobody, but you found out that you just couldn't keep it to yourself about how God has been good to me. Do y'all hear what I'm saying? And I can leave y'all here when I tell you this here, but I can remember. Y'all got to understand, back in my day, growing up, we loved riding bicycles. And we would ride bicycles from morning until evening. And I can remember one thing, y'all. We used to do what was called jumping ramps. Where you put bricks on top of wood and jump it like, uh, like somebody in a, in a car or something. And, and we would jump these ramps. And I remember one particular time that they set the ramp up and everybody jumped. Junior jumped on his bike. Michael jumped on his bike. Marcus jumped on his bike. Darius jumped on his bike. And then it was my time. And here I come down the hill fast than I knew how and jumped at her. And when I jumped, my handlebars flew off. My, I'm telling y'all the truth. My front tire flew off. My seat came off. Y'all ain't hearing me. I had an old dirty fall. And I can remember picking my bike up in pieces. And when I got back home, Daddy said, boy, what's wrong with you? And I told him, I said, Daddy, I had a bad wreck. 
back. My bike is no more good. I said, it's tore up in the garage. Daddy looked at me. He said, that's stupid of you. He said, just for that, get up in your room. And I got to remembering how bad I felt. I could look outside my window and see everybody else riding their bikes up and down the street. Daddy told me I ain't buying you another bike. I said, Daddy, but if I make good grades, he said, I'm not buying you another bike. But oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Rest my daddy's soul because I can remember Philip one Saturday morning when we were going to cut grass. Daddy said, we ain't cutting grass today. I said, all right, Daddy. And Marcus, them, huh, got outside and started riding their bikes. I was looking through the window, man as can be. Daddy came by my room and said, son. And I said, yeah, Daddy. He said, why ain't you riding your bike? And I told him, because my bike is torn down. Daddy said, come here. I want to show you something. He opened the garage door and my handlebars was back on my bike. My wheel had been fixed and my frame had been repaired. And Daddy said, go ride your bike. Ain't anybody here that can save your life but broke down like my bike. And you sat on the side what everybody else was doing but thank be to God that God has power to restore what he has broken is there anybody here oh I feel happy oh, anybody here know the Lord will fix whatever is broken in your life shake your neighbor's hand and tell them the Lord restored my life Nobody. Tell them the Lord restored my life. Go find somebody want to have church. We, we going, go, go find somebody that want to have church. Go find somebody been through something. And tell them the Lord restored my life. He picked me up, turned me around, placed my feet on solid ground. Won't God do it? Won't God do it? Pick you up, and when I got on my bike, I didn't 
real folk in here that know God will make everything right. I'm trying to quit, but God will. Won't he heal your body? God will. Won't he make a way for you? This ain't no no sermon here. This is one of them rejoicing sermons. Because nobody, nobody, nobody. God bless you. Won't he do it? We're done. Won't he do it? The doors of the church is open. Dinner Time with Dr. Joseph Rice.